you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast app situation, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating review or a comment. Brock Lesnar. Has returned. Weird, weird show. To Money in the Bank. There was some good. Like, most of the matches are pretty good. Brock Lesnar's back, Larson. Yeah, that's on the bad side. What did you think of that finish? I mean, it wasn't what I was wanting to have happen. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's what a lot of people wanted to have happen. Man, that crowd. All the awesome people who joined us for our live stream. And oh, thank man, you, by the great. way. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. So, this is what we learned today. Vince still loves himself. Brock Lesnar, we learned what ASMR stands for because we did not know that before. Do you remember what it, it's? Uh, audio sensory, auditory, auditory sensory, median. Mer, it's like mer, meridian. Meridian. Something. I don't know. Whatever. So we didn't actually. I don't, learn. Know the, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but I found out what it was. It's simply, oh yeah, I knew. It's that. pretty much yeah. soothe talking. It's it's in noises. Yes, like you can also soothing go. noises and soothing talking. Anyways. Uh, we learned that Vince thinks uh, bad refereeing makes for a good storyline potentially. I don't see. I don't think any that's of that. Hundred percent of story. I don't. That's hundred percent. Hundred percent. You have you, Jack so, Daddy ref. So who, do you think on on Monday on on Monday and Tuesday on Raw? No, Smackdown? they're not going to address it going forward. This is a story for the show. This is the show alone. Mm, I don't know. Because you have Jack Daddy ref who botched the finish, the media match, uh, the pinfall between Becky and Ronda. Then he botched, botched the call on the Ray Joe match. And then for Becky and Lacey Evans, man, he did like five laps around to make sure both those shoulders were down. Well, yeah, I'd do that too. If I was, he just, he got fined. Yeah. Of course he's going to do that. No, that's totally within the context of this one show, a storyline and they'll never mention it ever again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Otherwise I thought that it was, it was, it was the definition of an uneven show. Yeah. But the big news, of course, is Brock Lesnar is Mr. Money in the Bank. This is going to be all a, the a very temporary him, thing to get us to match the Saudi Arabia show. To get to the Saudi Arabia, yes, correct. Which is in what? Less, it's in three weeks. Yeah, like they couldn't find another way just to justify that match. Of course, they could have. I guess Vince just wanted that shock of Brock laughing at the while sitting at the top of the ladder holding that damn briefcase. All. Just to justify a match is going to happen in three weeks' time. Yeah, that's long-term booking for Vince. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a shock moment. I think the shock moment is more is is more the thing that he oh totally really likes. And I know, and I think, but there's 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 a consequence because of that. In this case, is rather than having potentially interesting storylines going for the next year around that briefcase, we get a match that's going to happen in three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Last year, oh yeah, Braun, yeah, he held that thing till SummerSlam, which the, which was better a couple months because yeah. Money in the Bank was in June last year, and Alexa and cashed, cashed in, in that, night of that night. Yes. Um. So yeah, a lot of people were upset about the Brock Lesnar thing. Uh, I'm really bummed out. I thought that uh, three people in particular had a spectacular men's Money in the Bank match. I thought the women's stuff was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I thought it was mm-hmm. really, really well handled. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was sort of a missed opportunity for Bailey to come out of it 
with a bit more complexity to her character if she yeah, cashed totally. in on Becky Lynch. Or I think if she yeah, if she'd cashed in before Becky's match with Charlotte had come to a conclusion, I think especially then you have all three of them potentially involved in something. It's so much that's true. It's so much more like morally compromising if you cash in on somebody after they've won and are thoroughly beat up. Yeah. I thought that could have been interesting, but either scenario would have been would have been interesting. Um and then on the men's side, that cr- like Mustafa Ali Finn Balor, Andrade, and especially Andrade, I think were the three guys who were the MVP of that match. But none of that matters because Vince just gave the air out of the building. Brock, Brock comes down and gets that briefcase. There's like, and I mean, and he's not going to do the. I mean, he's just going to. Paul Heyman will just come out on tomorrow and say this is happening at Super Showdown. Um, which begs the question: Is he? He's not getting that title back, is he? I'd be surprised. But then Foley's going to announce some mystery title tomorrow on Raw. That is that is going to be Although I get that's going to be a Saudi Arabia. That's going to be So they did the Braun title last year. I don't know why they wouldn't just whip that title out again as the annual big battle royal. Oh, that was the greatest rumble. Maybe the government, the Saudi government, liked that so much that they want to do an actual I title for the Rumble. I wonder if it's going to be some sort of thing where it's. Uh... Is there any chance this is not related to the Saudi government? Yeah, there's a chance. What title could it possibly be then? I have no idea. I wonder if it's going to be a thing where you know they had Greatest Rumble, you get a trophy and a title, and then at the November show it was the Best in the World tournament. Yeah. Uh, or the World Cup tournament, the Best in the World tournament. Yeah. Trophy. Yeah, uh, I wonder if this this battle royal maybe is going to be some kind of combination thereof, um, and they're going to if they actually award a title to the winner of it, if it's we see it past that show in the raw afterwards, um, I'd be very surprised. But if they're doing through going through the the, the 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 pageantry of having Mick Foley come out and introduce it, you know, it better stick around. But I don't know what it would be. Just don't know. It's just another knee-jerk thing Vince does to say, oh, let's pop ratings. Oh, let's announce a new title. People like championships. What the hell is it going to be? Network title? Hardcore title? I mean, when you see Mick Foley, that's the first thing you think of. Mm-hmm. Is the but they're not, doing, they're not doing hardcore wrestling anymore. <laughs> no, they're not doing hardcore At least they're not gonna, if they are, they're not going to do it well. I, don't, I would be very surprised. I, I, it would be awesome if they had the network title. I mean, talk about innovative. You, you've been talking about that forever. I think it's a yeah, terrific man. idea. Interrupt network programming to have a title defense. It'd be great. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it'll never happen. So, yeah, I, I, like in a nutshell, I thought it was just a very, un, like it was an uneven show. Yes. Kind of throughout. I mean, the best match was obviously Seth versus AJ. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I mean, up until the finish, the men's money in the bank was really good. Well, the cage match with Miz and Shane was pretty good. That is such a stupid finish. It was a silly ending. But uh, they're telling a story there with Miz really wanting to go for those superplexes and yeah. those being his downfall. Kofi, Kevin Owens was good, but the crowd wasn't into it. No, because they preceded it with a large squashing Lucha House Party. Uh, yeah. Well, they did that, but also, I mean, it's it's tough to follow Seth AJ. That's rough. Yeah, I know. I mean, that crowd, I honestly, even if Lars wasn't there, I think that crowd would have been dead. Because like you, you put so much into a match, and no matter what follows it, you're just gonna be sitting there doing nothing. But yeah, Lars coming out like the crowd was, the crowd just didn't care for him. Mm-mm. I don't know if I don't know if they would have ever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Anyways, pre-show kicked off with uh, your SmackDown tag team champions Daniel Bryan, and Eric Rowan taking on the Usos, who are on Raw. Uh, this, as far as I know, I don't think there's anything uh, precluding this match from being a title match in the wild card rule bylaws. However, it was not a title match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I mean, yeah, I know. I, it, it makes sense. I mean, they're, they're from Raw. This is a grudge match more than anything. So I get it. Um, and they never announced that it was a title match in the first place. No, I just assumed it was yeah. because the tag champions are involved in yeah. a tag team match. Yeah. Usually in those auspices at a pay-per-view, titles are on, up on, on the line. Well, I just don't think that. I mean, the the wild card rule is many things. I, look, we have no idea. Like, evidently, we're just piecing this together. Wild card rule, you know, prohibits or uh, precludes people from wrestling for titles across brand. You can't do that. You can show up. You just can't wrestle for a title across brand. 
Have we almost have we had a title match across brand yet? When Kofi was on the first night, didn't he defend his title? But it was against a SmackDown. That was against AJ. Was it against AJ? No, it was against Seth. Remember, it was title versus title. Not the one after Mania. The one the night of the wild card rule when it was announced. Kofi was out there. He defended he defended his title that night. Oh my God! It wasn't against. Was that against AJ? I think so. Yeah, because everybody was saying. Then I don't know. Then I don't know. Don't have an answer for you. Was it a was it a title match? Yeah, they said that was a title match. Okay, so fun match though. It was a fun match. Yeah, it was a good match. It was, it was, really it was, good so match. It was Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan. Yeah, it was a fun match. This finish was a bit weird. Only have your SmackDown Tag Champions lose. But I guess I didn't watch it, but Daniel Bryan did some sort of promo uh, backstage at WWE. Crisis Twitter. of confidence type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because he took the loss. He got double splashed by the Usos. Got pinned. Yeah. It was a fun match, though. Uh, no, it was a really fun match. I was, I actually, in this case, I probably would have put the Cruiserweight, because I think this was better than the Cruiserweight match. Mm-hmm. I, that probably would have remained in the, in the kickoff. I'm glad they got to be on the main show, though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad about that. That just yeah, seemed a foregone conclusion. Oh, I know. That was the most kind of obligatory title defense we've seen in a while. Uh, after that, we had uh, to kick off the show, we had the women's ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a lot of fun. There, there looked like there was a bunch of like actual like ladder awkward hitting moments and, and some of the women being like, ah. Yeah. Some actual well, I mean, like, one, ah. one of them is, is Bailey took a point of the ladder to her hip and, and took a chunk out of it. Yeah, I got a chunk taken out of her. There's a later on, which you play on play into it later in the match. Uh, Mandy hits Carmella on the knee with the ladder. And the way Carmella sold it at first, like, oh, shoot, she might actually be really hurt. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. It, I, the reason why I thought it was a work when I saw it was because it's, it's how somebody would react, like, in practice or something. But if you're out there performing, they have protocol for if you're actually hurt, don't shove the person away and say, you just hurt me. Well, she said, get off me. <laughs> yeah. It, but even like when there's a worked injury, that doesn't happen. It, it, it seemed to be kind of a weird kind of middle ground between kayfabe and, and shoot where she's like, get off so I can get out of the ring. Yeah. Because it happened twice and it was really awkward. And Mandy was standing there like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah, exactly. It seemed very awkward. Because you're supposed to attack the person. Like if you injure them, you're supposed to keep on injuring them and keep on attacking them. Um, but yeah, she kept on shoving her off. And so, yeah, Carmella uh, left the match. She was uh, taken out by the refs mm-hmm. and a trainer. And so uh, she was out. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I mean, they did a good job of creating some doubt in her head. Oh, is this real? Is this fake? Yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of great moments. Naomi was uh, dressed up like, uh, this is another thing we learned, Bumblebee from the Teen Titans Go. As much, teen, see, Bama, is, she's really into Teen Titans Go, but she just likes the same ones. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put it on and I'll stop paying attention. So be like, mm-hmm. give me the pancake one. Okay, I'll do the mm-hmm. pancake one mm-hmm. or the waffle one. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Naomi dressed up like a character named Bumblebee from uh, the DC universe. She was doing all sorts of cool stuff. She did like, uh, there was one bit where uh, uh, there was one ladder on one side held by some competitors on the other side as well. And they were going to sandwich her. They go for that. She drops down doing the splits. And yeah, so they cool. hit each other. Yeah. That yeah. was really cool. There's a couple of cool sequences with her where uh, 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 she was showing off her athleticism. It's pretty neat. There was a cool bit where Kay- uh, Bailey, Kaylee. Bailey did a sunset flip. I'm sorry. She sunset flipped uh, Dana Brooke into the ladder. Yeah, usually a sunset flip she does into the corner turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. There was a ladder there this time. Yeah, they had done the R1, R1, or R1, yes, L1. Yes, totally, thing. totally sandwiched there, yeah. Uh, and then there's that spot where there's a ladder upright, and then uh, uh, Bailey sandwiched in between it. Two competitors either side. She sells that. Uh, she falls on a ladder. Naomi hits her split-legged moonsault on top of her. That was cool. Uh, Dana climbs to the top of the ladder and she's holding onto the cable that holds the briefcase up. And then Mandy Rose kind of like knocks her off the ladder. So Dana Brooks up there dangling. That was cool. From the cable. It looked very scary. It looked extremely scary. Yeah. Mandy was trying to carefully guide her back so she could get her foot in the ladder. That happens. Um, everybody climbs up on the ladder. Natalia pushes it over. And then she gets up and then Ember hits her with an eclipse 
from off a ladder outside of the ring. That got the crowd huge into it. Yeah, man. Because that was a really cool. We we really wanted to see that. It wasn't quite off the top of the ladder. That would have been terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Um, but she hit it a couple of rungs from the top. It was really, really cool. Yeah, right after that, Mandy hits her finish on Ember on top of the ladder. And that's when Carmella comes back. Uh, she lays in the Mandy. They're fighting all around ringside. Uh, Carmella gets in the ring. She starts to climb the ladder, and then Sonya pulls her off and yeah. spears her. Gives her a great-looking spear. Yeah. This was awesome. This, this was really my cool. favorite yeah, bit was a good spot. of the match. So Sonya is desperate to get Mandy that win. So she goes out, and she... Uh, Sorry, she goes out and she like starts bringing Mandy, but Mandy's kind of like half dead weight and half not. She's so out of it. She ate a super kick from Carmella earlier. So Sonya brings her in and she's like, what the hell do I do? She puts Mandy on her shoulders in fireman position and starts climbing the ladder to get up there. She finally sort of positions her up and Mandy's about coming to Bailey comes out of nowhere, climbs up there, gives him this death stare, shoves them both off. Grabs the briefcase. Yeah, it's cool. Your new money and Miss Money in the Bank, Bailey. She well, did an interview. It's interesting. She uh, she did that desk there, and then she did a little smile, and then pushed him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, and then uh, Charlie gets in the ring and, and does an interview. Uh, references Sasha. Um, according to Charlie, I believe uh, Sasha is technically on Raw. He says you're here on SmackDown. Sasha's over there on Raw, um, and uh, you know you, you've had a kind of an up and down last few months. Uh, being first tag champions, losing those titles, being split up from your tag team partner. How does this all feel? And uh, Bailey says, you know, all that was great doing stuff with Sasha. However, when I came here, I wanted to, I came here wanting to prove that, you know, I'm singles wrestler. I can be champion. No, I have briefcase. Now you can call me Miss Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Uh, so after that, we had Triple H backstage uh, not talking to Luke Harper. Instead, he was talking. Maybe he was. It was never clarified yeah. who he was talking to. He was very excited about Bailey getting that briefcase, though, one of his NXT people. And then he was interrupted by Sami Zayn, uh, and he was asking Paul where Shane was. He says, we have a problem here. It's a problem that concerns all of us. Braun Strowman wants to basically eat me. Yeah, and Triple H said, listen, Sammy, listen, don't worry, Braun. He's banned, banned from the building. He's not going to be here. If you want protection, wrap your hands, tape your hands up, your fists up. And then go go away. Get out of here. Bronze banned from the building. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. Next, U.S. title match. Rey Mysterio taking on Samoa Joe. Uh, this match was short, like their Mania contest. Um, and Are we going to get an actual like long match between these two? Cause, I hope. Like, that could be great. It could be wonderful. Um, early on, Joe got his nose busted open. So the finish saw Ray hit Arana. Yeah, that looked ugly, too. Yeah, it was a little clumsy. and was supposed to go right into a roll-up for a pin. And so Jack Daddy Ref, mm-hmm. I don't know his name. He's a real buff guy. Super tan. Whenever I read his name, I remember it. And then I forget it. Yeah, same here. Um, and so Jack Daddy Ref is counting the pinfall, but Joe's shoulder on the opposite side of the ref is up like by six inches. So sometimes so I... He's uh, like basically laying on his side. Yeah, sometimes I sleep on my side. Yeah. That's what he looked like. Yeah. He was way up on his side. There was side. no doubt. I mean, it, it was like cartoonishly off the mat. Yeah. Um, ref doesn't see it. Counts the pin. Ray is new U.S. champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, commentary, whether it's to cover up a, a massive mistake or to advance a story, whatever the case may be, uh, calls out the fact that Joe's shoulder isn't on the mat. At first, they're like, oh, well, I don't think Joe's shoulder is on the mat. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. And Corey was like, I want to see this again. And, yeah, clearly he was like, like on a his good side. good six inches. Yeah, anyways. So then uh, Dominic comes down to celebrate with Joe. They're on the ramp. Ray run or sorry, Joe runs in, lays out Ray, hits him with a couple uh, Uranagis in the ring, then a senton while Dominic looks on. Yeah, Dominic needs to sack up and go help his little tiny dad. As far as I know, Dominic, uh, Ray was training Dominic to be a wrestler. This hasn't been introduced storyline wise. <laughs> hey, training or no, you got two fists. You've seen plenty of action movies, probably. Yeah, that's all the training you need mm-hmm. these days. Get in there, agreed, and lay your body over your dad. Yeah. Yep. Take off your shirt, square up. Yep. You might get choked out. At least you can You're say defending the honor of your father. You well, gotta take that beating. If 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 dad if you expect one day to dad to give you his mascaris, you're gonna need to start proving your metal. Mm-hmm. Son. Yeah. Moving exactly. on. Exactly. Moving on. Uh, hey, look, Braun is in the arena. He's tearing stuff up backstage looking for Sami Zayn. He's very upset. Very upset. After he that. like picks up a PA. 
by his collar, puts him against the bus. HR problem. Very intimidating. HR issue. Yes. So next we have Shane versus The Miz. Steel Cage action. Action now. Uh, Miz, as soon as the bell rings, starts running up the wall of Cage, tries to escape. Very smart. Miz pulls him off yeah. the wall. This is a good match. Yeah, I it was. This. I like this bit when Shane went for coast to coast and Miz got up and just caught him. Um, tried Awkwardly to put, push it. <laughs> yeah, well, that part wasn't so great. There was two parts that weren't that great in this, and then the finish wasn't that great. Um, yeah, let's see here. Uh, but, but yeah, when uh, Shane gets put in the figure four and he tries to, you know, it's no rope break. Mm-hmm. Even though there was a road break uh, later on, it wasn't Jack Daddy referee referee this match. So there, that was a, or was it? No, it was not. They wouldn't have done back to back matches. No, they wouldn't have. Interesting. Anyways, um, so uh, Miz put Shane the figure four. Of course, no road break to break up submission hold. So Shane tries to crawl to the door to escape through it. Um, Miz pulls him back in, but as he does so, Shane brings a chair in with him. Eventually, Miz gets that chair. Was Jack Daddy either of these matches? He was the Joe Mysterio one. I'm pretty sure. Joe Mysterio one? Yeah. Pretty sure of that. I like the skull crushing finale off the. uh, Oh, on the chair? Yeah, onto the chair. I thought that was good. But then Shane gets his foot up on the rope, and that shouldn't be a rope break. Yeah, that was weird. That That was a mistake. Yeah. That was definitely a mistake. Or seems like it should be. I don't know. It was a weird spot. Um, anyways, uh, Miz goes for like a top rope skull crushing finale. Uh, Shane just pushes him off. He, Shane falls off too. Um, Shane tries to climb out of the cage, and Miz hits him in the leg with a, a chair. Um, he climbs up. They start brawling. Oh, that's a, I don't even have to see his face. No, that's a Jack Daddy. Okay, so uh, who refereed the Joe match? I thought that was Jack Daddy too. Yeah, uh, that's a Dominic right there. No, that's Dominic right there. See if those are pictures. Yeah, I know. Because if it's not Jack Daddy, then that kind of throws my. Oh, here we go. That kind of throws my uh, theory out the window. I thought it was Jack Daddy. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who is it? Um, I don't know that guy's okay. name. Well, Jack Daddy did mess up mess up the the spot in the uh, other match though. So he maybe the up. the spot in the in the cage match with the rope break. He did the rope break, and then he did the Becky non pin thing. So yeah. I guess that is just a reference to the WrestleMania thing. Seems like it. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's how I took it. Yeah. Well, I took it. I, t- I honestly, I took it either as that. I, I think that straight up the dude. Number one, if he messed up the 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 rope break thing, then he probably got chewed out and then Maybe. was sent back out there, and he's Maybe. second guessing himself left to right. That's crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, so much for my theory. I thought that was Jack Daddy. It's back to back matches. Easy to get confused. It's a long day. Um, so they're brawling on top of the cage. Um, and then uh, Miz pulls Shane off, and then rather than escape, Miz tries to hit a frog splash, which didn't look that great. Anyway, Shane kicks out. Um, Shane puts Miz in his weird triangle submission. Uh, Miz reverses into a pin. Shane kicks out of that. And then they're back brawling on top of the cage, and uh, Miz is just intent in superplexing Shane off the, the cage. And last time he superplexed Shane off of something, it was a mania, and he lost the match. Yeah. So he keeps on trying to hit that. Well, maybe he thinks that he's going to get different results now. What's the definition of insanity? Doing it over and over again. Expecting expecting different results. Yeah. But he's only done it once. This is twice. I mean, now he'll learn his lesson. (laughs) So anyways, he goes to Superplex, and then Shane just kind of slips out of his shirt and falls to the ground. What about if first you don't succeed, try, try again. So he has one more try. He's got one more try. Until he has to learn his lesson. (laughs) Exactly. So Shane slips out of his shirt. You get to see all of Shane's beef. I thought his beef was awesome. I know, and that's the, I think that completely justified the finish of the match in my mind. <laughs> totally. Didn't mind it. It, it. it was cartoonishly stupid. It was, but the story is how Miz snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because the Mania match, he had the upper hand most of that match. Yeah, yeah. And, and rather than go for the win, he went for revenge and lost. And it's kind of the same thing here. Cage matches are kind of silly in that the person who totally loses the match can totally win the match. I know. Like Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Braun Strowman throws him off the top through a table. Kevin Owens technically wins. Yeah, it's Even really silly. Braun barely t- ate any offense from Kevin Owens. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So Shane wins. We get to see his beef. <laughs> and of course, Miz upset. Yeah. This feud will continue, which is good because I really enjoy this feud. Yeah, me too. Great work. Me too. Bring George back into it. Hell yeah, man. He had a run in at an indie show this past weekend. That was awesome. That's crazy. George uh, uh, Baked Potato Face. Yeah. Uh, the next David Arquette. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next, they had this announcement that Mick Foley is going to announce a new title on Raw. Talked about that a bit. Uh, who knows what it's going to be? Could it be uh, involved in the Saudi Arabia show? Could it be something else entirely? The fact that Mick Foley is going to be the one to introduce it. Let me ask you. Here's here's the obvious. This is the obvious response. Regardless of what the title is going to be, it's not going to be a reaction of "Oh, that's cool." It's going to be "Oh, really?" <laughs> that's going to be the thing. And I hope. Look, if it's like a woman's mid card title, oh, that's cool. If it's a trios title, oh, cool. 205 tag titles, oh, cool. Network title. Oh, awesome. Saudi title. Wild card title. Ugh. Blah. The one above brand title other than the women's tag titles. In storyline, Steve Thunder created his own title. Oh, yeah? You do that when you're feuding with the Miz for the IC title. Oh, yeah? So, of course, I made the Thunder title. All right. And the side plates are, uh, there's four roster members from Thund WC WCW Thunder. All right. Nash. Okay. Hall? Luger. Oh. No Hall. Hmm. Um, Raven. Wolfpack Sting. All right. And Goldberg. All right. No. I took something out. DDP's on there. Oh, okay. That's good. So one of those guys isn't on there, but DDP is. DDP's great. Um, after that announcement, uh, Triple H is running through the backstage area with some other people, and they go backstage Feeling. to find that uh, Sami Zayn has been apparently attacked, beaten up. And By the Batman. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a, <laughs> something for the Batman where he tied some sort of apparatus around the ankles and suspends them upside down. Damn you, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's good casting, though. That's great casting. Have you seen uh, Good Time? I haven't. I've only seen him in the Twilight films. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I thought I mean, he he seems like a good actor. Yeah, I dig him, man. I haven't. I want to see Cosmopolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff said it's good. And as, it's Cronenberg. As 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 corny as uh, all those Twilight movies are, I thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, good time is so good. Yeah, I know you mentioned that. I really just hope that that whatever they do with that movie, and then whatever they do with uh, the Joker movie, I hope they make a lot of money mm-hmm. and everybody wants to. Because how mm-hmm. great would like a scene between. Our bats and uh, freaking Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. It'd be something else, man. It'd be something else. It's good. It's good stuff. It would be better than Jared else. Leto. Yeah, I never saw the Suicide Squad. I saw only like the Joker bits. So bad. All those stories you hear about all the the, the, the antics that Jared Leto did to get into character, or whatever. Just a p- fake dude. What a fake news guy that he is. Ugh. Garbage. Uh, next, Tony Nice versus Arya Davari. For the cruiserweight title, I don't even like his band. Yeah, I'm not a huge Thirty Seconds to Mars fan either. I know like one of their songs, and it's not—I forget which one—is not good. I, they, I think they all kind of sound like to me. <laughs> Never really got into it. Oh man. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, so cruiserweight action on main card—that's great. Tony that Nese cool. versus that is cool. Arya Davari. Yeah. Fun match. Cool stuff. I kind of feel like a two five. If it was on two five, it would have been better. That's how I always feel about cruiserweight matches. They, they did give this a decent amount of time, though. I felt yeah, like. they did. It wasn't like a seven minute match. It was no, like a no, they didn't match. rush them through it, which is good. Let's see if they have the times here. They should usually have them up on Wikipedia pretty quickly. Yeah, whether they're accurate or not, it's up for debate. But 
Um, but uh, at one point, good back and forth. Tony Nese hits his uh, tope, gets Arya back in the ring, hits a 450. Oh, nine minutes. Felt like 12. It did feel longer than nine, uh, nine minutes. Arya kicks out at two. Tony goes for the running Nice. Arya responds instead with a super kick, hits his frog splash, then the hammerlock lariat. Nice kicks out. Tony, you're burying my finish. <laughs> yep. And then eventually, though, Nice hits a Frankensteiner, follows up with running Nice for the win. Decent match. Would have been a good 205 live main event. Because they'd give it like 25 minutes on yeah. 205. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. I didn't feel like anything was missing from it, though, you know? No, and Davari, I mean, come, they really... They really haven't built Davari enough to be worthy of like a twenty-five minute. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, he's good. But. I like I me. Mean, I like I like him as a wrestler. I don't. F- I just don't feel like in terms of meshing his character with his in-ring style, they found a way to do that to make him feel like a real threat to Tony Nese. Sometimes, like until you've meshed the two, what you're talking about, your character and what you do in the ring, it doesn't. He does. They don't feel complete. Yeah, I know. And so they don't feel like they're championship worthy. I get you on that one. It just feels like, okay, we're going to have a match between you two, whereas there's the level of intensity and, and urgency from Davari just didn't necessarily feel there. Yeah. And that's not, a, I'm not trying to say that's a reflection of his wrestling abilities. I think he's great. It's just, you know, they haven't really done a whole lot to build up Arya Davari yet. It's funny because I feel like before he had his, I must, it was, he was injured for a spell. Yeah. Um, when he was doing like the Enzo stuff, I felt like there was a lot more meat to his character in and out of the ring than yeah. there is now. Yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, after that, we had Triple H. He found Braun Strowman, and he said, uh, listen, you can't be uh, pulling our bats on people and turning them upside down. You you need to be professional. And Braun's like, I have no idea what you're talking about with Sami Zayn. And then Triple H is like, look, can you just be professional? Okay, I don't need you to lie to me. Be professional and go home. And Braun was like, fine. Whatever, man. <laughs> like he seemed legit. He seemed legitimately like, hey. I really just wanted to be here. Yeah. I want to hang out and watch the show. Like I'm Braun Strowman. You found a spot for Lars. Can you not find a spot for me? Maybe he wanted to host it. Could be. Maybe he wanted to do the Elias singing, uh, you know, leading into segments bit. Could be. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it. We've seen the musical abilities before. Yeah. Totally. Let him be a part totally. of it. Yeah, let him be a part of the show. People like Braun. So that's actually a good point time to, to mention that uh, word came out prior to the show Stephanie McMahon oh, yeah. uh, led a big uh, all-hands-on-deck meeting uh, where she did a big rah-rah speech. Apparently, they always do this, and uh, she really hyped up WWE. Apparently, they always hype up WWE Social. We have a By billion. one metric that's growing, and that's why. <laughs> and then and she said, uh, she said, you know, we've got a lot of competition these days. We've got to compete with movies, video games, and now All Elite Wrestling. So she mentioned all. They're confirmed All Elite Wrestling is a real thing. Now it's a real thing because WWE now it's finally it. on their radar because they're having their first show this weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, next match, and it was pretty good. Lacey Evans making her WWE, I guess not her pay per view debut. She was in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Lacey Evans taking on Becky Lynch her and Lacey singles match. Lacey Evans day. had a hell of an entrance. She had some great looking ring gear, green money, oh, oh, and then she the takes guns. her. She she removes her skirt and underneath a couple of holsters underneath. She got a couple money guns. She had money. She had guns that shot lacy dollars. Yeah. And she was spraying the people with lacy dollars. That's that was pretty great. That was great. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't really pay off in terms of winning anything Mm-mm. because and she, she didn't lost. cash out of that match with a title. Yeah. Can't think of any more money puns in which to describe the outcome of this match. She had to make a withdrawal from this match by tapping out to Becky's disarm her. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing. I I did make a note here. It was Jack Daddy that did lapped around Lacey's shoulder several times to make sure. Yeah. So that's just a reference. It's got to be a reference to WrestleMania. Yeah, we kind of mentioned that. During the finish, Lacey goes for a roll-up. And then uh, Jack Daddy, yeah, he just started like running laps around. He made sure those shoulders were down. But by doing so, he allowed Becky to reverse the roll-up and to disarm her. But it was a really fun match. Becky started out really, really fast, give it, uh, bring it to Lacey, and then Lacey started working over Becky's arm, um, slamming on the, the apron and all sorts of stuff. It was good. It was Poor good. Jack. Poor Jack Daddy. I, I, I really do get the feeling that he probably feels like Vince's microscope is on him. That could be. You know? That he just be. has a big spotlight coming from Vince. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. There was some story about all this, but I guess I was completely wrong. I think that dude is just trying to make sure he doesn't get fired. Could be. Or fined again. 
Could be. So uh, right after that match, as Becky is heading up, uh, Charlotte comes running down. Not running down, but she comes like jogging down kind of with a big grin on her face. walk. Yeah. And commentary is putting over. Wait, this match is supposed to happen later on in the night. Well, Charlotte apparently did some backstage politicking and arranged to have that match happen right now. Mm -hmm. So Becky did have to fight back to back. Um, and, uh, yeah, Charlotte won because Lacey Evans is still hovering around there yeah. or she came back, yeah. delivered while one sequence where Becky was sort of up against the ropes, Lacey and the breath wasn't paying attention. Lacey gives her the, the woman's right. Yeah. And then, uh, Charlotte gets her with a boot. Yeah. So the sequence was, uh, they're on the apron. Charlotte goes for the natural selection move on apron. Becky holds on to the ropes. So when Charlotte rotates over, Charlotte just hits the floor. Uh, so the ref checking on her. Lacey's there. Clocks Yeesh. Becky with woman's right. And then Charlotte comes back in. Ghost tries to do like a Bexploder or, or Exploder suplex to Becky. But Bexy, Becky rolls her up. Mm-hmm. Gets a two count. Becky mm-hmm. gets up, eats a boot. Then she takes a loss. So it wasn't like it was directly related to Lacey Evans. Yeah. Do you think there's some weird like discussions backstage where they want... Charlotte to win with help, but don't want to make her look too weak in doing so. Yes, I think they probably have degrees. It's like, well, you can do this, but then we need to do this, this, and this in between so that there's just the right amount of help, but also Charlotte doing it on her own. I mean, also on top of that, like Charlotte is what, like a 15, 16, 23 time? Ninth reign or something I think it's her ninth one. And so, I mean, it's not like she's nobody would ever consider her a non-legitimate champion, you know. But I imagine there's probably, it wouldn't surprise me if there was, you know, we want her to look, you know, she cheats, but not too much. She cheats to get the upper hand, but not to get the win. Right. Or she'll accept help. So after that, uh, Charlotte and Lacey Evans just start destroying Becky Lynch. Uh, Charlotte has Lacey Evans hold up. Uh, Becky in the corner and Charlotte's like chops her and starts just like, yeah they're double teaming killing the heck her, out of her and, and all that kind of crowd's stuff. chanting for Bailey and then uh, her uh, Bailey's music hits yeah she obliges she runs down the ring she fights off Lacey so she's out of the equation more or less Charlotte drops her and then there's this bit where Charlotte goes over to her SmackDown Women's title and grabs it looks at it she could leave right there she could just go she could just go just go so, idea comes through she smiles she drops the belt. She goes to to land to Bailey some more. Bailey says, "Ah!" She recovers and then tosses Charlotte into the ring post. Yeah, and then so she gets up and she sees the sack of potatoes laying there. Charlotte and she says, "Briefcase." Huh? 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 Uh huh. She grabs a briefcase, shoves it into Kyoto's chest, and uh, this time he gets the hint immediately. Yeah, there's no hesitation on his part. Turns around, rings the bell. Doesn't wait for Charlotte to get up, which I thought wasn't that the thing, or was that just between? What am I thinking of? No, that's just for What's like the a, match I'm thinking of. Two out of three falls. Match. Two out of three falls match. Yeah, you got to wait or a gauntlet match. I think you have to wait to whoever is still in it. Gauntlet match. Maybe that's the one. It's I'm definitely two out of three falls. A fall happens. Yeah. You have to wait till the person gets up yeah, before yeah, you can yeah, move yeah. on to the next fall. So anyway, so Charlotte's still laying there. Uh, uh, Bailey hits R one and R two to pull Charlotte out of the corner a bit. Goes the top rope, hits an elbow. She mm-hmm. wins. Yep. Celebrates in the crowd. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It, it felt like a, a fresh idea for a cash-in. I do kind of feel like uh, a little bit of heelish Bailey, but, and she also, like, we, you know, Bailey had a new jacket coming out oh, of Money great. in the Bank. Some great looking kaleidoscope looking pants. She had, like, some, like, stars, like, dyed into her hair. Or spray painted. Spray, yeah, the spray dye stuff. Like a stencil. And- yeah. And then it was like continued in makeup on her face. She and had like, she had like cool really, you know, like extended eyeshadow and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, blue. It was yeah. looked great. Her, yeah. And she had new ring gear. Oh, it like a kaleidoscope, man. She looked amazing. It was great. So, yeah, then, yeah, like you said, she she celebrates in the crowd. It's a really great I moment. agree, though. It would have been interesting if she had cashed in either on Becky after Becky defeated Charlotte or before their one-on-one match ended if it was a Seth cashed in on Roman and Brock type situation. Just mm-hmm. to... To, to give him a couple more potentially interesting story options rather than just having her just cash in on the heel who yeah. just won the title. Yeah. That's just my practice. It would just, but. I mean, it would amplify the idea that, hey, Becky's got these titles. She's got all the targets on her. You exactly, know? exactly. But, Even, you know, mm-hmm. Horse Horseman, which obviously has been no issue in terms of people going after Becky. Yeah. Um, just kind of heightens that. Anyways, next we see Roman walking backstage and then Elias cartoonishly sneaking up behind him with guitar in hand and then bashes him in the back with it. Yeah. Then he, the camera just follows him right out to the ring. Um, he grabs a Stratocaster. 
He's gone electric. Yes. It's like Dylan at the Newport, uh, was it Folk Festival? There you go. What, 60, whatever, 67, 66, mm-hmm. whatever it was when sure. he and the band mm-hmm. performed his first electric set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he drops a promo talking trash about Hartford, of course, uh, making fun of the fact that the Hartford Whalers left Hartford to move to North Carolina to become the Carolina Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does a song. Uh, I kind of feel like uh, with the new uh, electric guitar that he should have shredded like some metal, but he does kind of like a bass. He did pretty much did the same thing he would do on the acoustic, just that's, on the electric. That's the one bit I didn't see because I ran. And it was probably it. one of his weakest songs to date. Interesting. I feel like. Interesting. I feel like it, it, the, the how he approaches his, his music on the acoustic is fitting for that. But if you got you got a strat in your hand, mix it up a little. Mm-hmm. Bit. Sure. That's just my take. Sure. Bust out some metal. Something just something different, yeah. Something a little different. So, anyways, he wrapped up, and then he goes up the ramp, and Roman Reigns' music hits. He comes out, uh, gives him a Superman punch, gets him back in the ring. Ring the bell rings. Ten seconds later, Roman Reigns is won. Yeah, he hit him with one spear. Match over. After that, we had AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Oh man, this is great match of the night action. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I did not think I would ever see a stomp get reversed into a Styles clash. That was awesome. Yeah, we saw it. I thought yeah, the stomp into RKO was like the most we'd ever see with that, but wow, that was great. Yeah, so uh, AJ, or sorry, uh, Seth goes for the stomp. AJ catches him and like seamlessly somehow gets Seth's foot off his back shoulder area and has, you know. So it's here and then he goes up. And just grabs him. It's holding on to him right here. Gets him in position. Drops him with the Styles Clash. Yeah. Kick out. But even before that, the match was really good. Yeah, before that, like he tried to go for a Styles Clash on the apron. That was a cool moment. Um, yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of good storytelling going on. Um, saw a calf crusher from AJ on Seth. So it's the second half of the match. Seth was selling leg. Um, finished, though. Saw uh, Seth catch AJ while he's doing a phenomenal form. Grabs him. Hits that cool knee. Ripcord knee, whatever they call it. Uh, and then hit super kick, stomp, pick up the win. What do they call it these days? I know Cole calls he... it something knee. He's going for the knee. I think they just call it the knee at no, this No, no, Corey called it something else. I can't Did he actually it. call it? It's not ripcord knee. It's something else. Mm. I don't know. Just like on Sam Roberts' podcast, he called it that cool knee. So that's what I call it. Cool. Anyways, fantastic match. Easily four and a half stars. Probably the better one of the better if not the best main roster matches so far this year i would agree with that i thought it was really 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 good. it's like that and kofi versus daniel bryan at mania probably the two best main roster matches i think so far this year that i could think of um after the match though aj he leaves the ring and he comes back he gets face to face with seth there's a bit of a stare down seth raises the championship uh aj rather than hit him offers his hand Seth shakes it. Shake my hand. They're friends again. Shake my hand. Respect. Hopefully they uh, they went out and had dinner afterwards like they did 13 I'll, years ago. I'll whatever go get it was you dinner. After their first match. I love that story. If you haven't seen that, Seth Rollins, uh, was it 20, not 24, the Chronicle documentary about documentary. him coming back from his knee injury tells a story how mm-hmm. uh, he had a match against AJ in his early days in the ring and afterwards AJ went and bought him dinner and he says, that's something that I want to do. I'm going to pay that kind of stuff forward. So now Seth is going to buy him dinner? No, I mean, ideally or Seth. he's going to buy like Mustafa Ali dinner. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Some uh, young up-and-coming talent. I still think that Seth should probably get AJ Styles like a taco or something. Well, I mean, just because Seth is doing, you know, the paying it forward thing to the younger talent doesn't mean he can't also go and buy AJ dinner. Both. They're not mutually mutually exclusive I think things. He could, do both. he could do both, obviously. I mean, I think Seth is making more than enough money to go and buy AJ a nice steak dinner. Somewhere in Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know, man. WWE doesn't have that AEW money. No, they have they have USA and and uh, Fox Network money. Oh, that's the best money. Not that TNT. I'm only paying for your production cost money. It's still a pretty serious chunk of change. Kofi Kingston and Xavier uh, Woods had an interview after that. Of course, Kofi is your WWE champion. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, you know, I don't think that Kevin Owens is all that wrong when he says I needed the new day to get this title. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was, I, I do, I love them so much. And then Xavier Woods was like, you know, don't sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. It was in you the entire time. We just helped you unlock your potential. Yeah. So we all thought this match was going to happen next, but uh-uh. Lucha house party came out, which I love Lucha house party. There's a time and a place for a Lucha house party, but though. it's usually a kickoff to a five live. That's 
pretty much exclusively and then sometimes on to embarrass Raw. the revival. Well, I don't really care for them embarrassing the revival, but they they can put on some quality matches on Raw. But you, but when there's no announced match happening that we're aware of involving Lucha House Party is shocking when I they need to show be up in on the our know. television. Yeah. I, I want to be in the know. Exactly. And so we're like, okay, well, I mean, they're good. They're a good team. This could be interesting, but something fun. And then, uh, of course, those uh, joining us for our live stream were probably ahead of us. And so you caught wind of who their opponent was going to be, and you groaned. And I said, what? And you said something like, well, just wait. And then as soon I as... Said, I said, who do you think it would be that would make me groan? And then as soon as you finished that sentence, doon, 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 doon. It's like, oh, Lars gosh, Sullivan. it's Lars. Yeah. Ugh. So he just comes out. He destroys all three members of Lucha House Party. There's no match. He just destroys them. Yeah. First Graham out of leak. Uh, tries to like fly onto Lars. Lars instead grabs him, hits freak accident. Uh, Lars gets busted open on a headbutt. Yeah. Oh, he Lindsay does the same thing. He tries to jump over the top right, rope. He yeah. catches him, body slam. Yeah. Lars gets in. He's, his head is bleeding all over the place. It actually looked kind of cool. So the crowd was the crowd was already exhausted from that last match, and it's obvious that Lars doesn't do it. Like this kind of thing is so predictable. It does nothing for anybody. So like the crowd just wasn't going to be into it. No. I mean, it, even if even if Lars was like neutral in terms of like the the message board, I don't know how many people in the crowd and keep up with the message board stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how many people. I don't know either. Even if it had nothing to do, like it's just it's lazy. It is. It's, it's just not lazy. interesting. That's why I, I always insist. And granted, this is exactly a squash match. It's just a squash segment. The squash matches I don't really find that interesting anymore because you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, sure. And, but at least if you have squash segments against local enhancement talent you get to see local enhancement that's exclusively when i'm okay with squash matches when i get to see some weirdo that i've never seen like when i get to see an adam mayhem look alike then i'm i love it because it's like but but that has nothing to do with all at all with the mechanics of a squash match it's just seeing what interesting talent exists in these regions the last time they actually did interesting squash matches when was with braun when Braun was demanding more and more opponents, and then next week you get two people, and then you get three people, and they're all local competitors, and it was like, oh, that's a lot of fun, but it just the crowd's not the crowd doesn't care anymore about that stuff. Nope. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Nope. Like, it feels like just yesterday we saw the stuff with Braun. Yeah. And Ellsworth. Yep. 
So anyways, yeah, Lars had to sit down, powerbomb McLeisto. That's it. Uh, that's the end of that segment. After that, we had Kevin Owens versus Kobe Kingston. This was a lot of fun. The crowd mm-hmm. was just dead because of the AJ, Seth, and Lars segments. Mm-hmm. Segments, matches, whatever. Um, and uh, But it, this was still a lot of fun. There was a great bit. Kevin Owens hit a frog splash off the apron onto the ground. That, yeah, was, that was cool. cool. Kofi, I love when Kofi does the thing these days when he goes... He like just sort of jaunts up the apron, steps, turnbuckles, top rope, and he like goes fl- flying off, and then it always gets reversed. Yeah, so I know, I know. Well, the, the that sto- happened a couple times. The whole story of this one for Kevin Owens, at least, was he was just working over Kofi's back, mm-hmm. setting up for powerbomb. Uh, where'd you leave off here? Uh, oh, I only read the first thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Owens goes for a powerbomb, and then uh, oh, this was rough. They're kind of situated in the corner. Owens goes for a powerbomb. Kofi reverses it into a backdrop, and it looks like Owens almost hit his hit land right in his head. Mm-hmm. So I think he's supposed to land, you know, kind of in the turnbuckle area. Uh, it's a cool spot where Kofi hits his double stomp on the apron, uh, goes, tries to hit his trust fall off the top rope. Instead, he eats a super kick from Owens. Um, Owens rolls him back in the ring, only gets a two count. Um, uh, Owens kicks out of an SOS. Such a cool move. There's a great sequence there where Kofi tried to go for it. Owens reversed it. Tried to go for a stunner. Kofi reversed it. Hit the SOS. It was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owens catches the trouble in paradise. Puts Kofi in the Boston Crab again, working over that lower back. Yeah. Uh, shortly thereafter, he hits a pop-up sit-down powerbomb. Kofi kicks out. Um, uh, Owens goes for a stunner. Kofi counters with trouble in paradise, but Owens rolls out of the ring. And now if Sami Zayn hadn't been... Uh, Injured by what'd you say? Our bats. Our bats. Previously, this would have been the sequence, the, the instance where Sami Zayn would have come out and helped Kevin Owens win. Yeah. Um, instead, uh, Kofi brings it back in the ring. Owens hits a stunner. Too close to the rope, so Kofi puts his hand out, grabs the ropes. Somebody tweeted this out. Steve Carrier tweeted this out. What if Brock Lesnar defeats Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia for the Universal Championship? But then cashes in the actual money in the bank on Kofi and wins both of them and unifies the titles. Because Fox and USA wants like... They both want Brock. Or they both want, you know, like your biggest person. We'll cross that bridge. When we, if it, when <laughs> we'll it. complain when we get there. Yeah. So uh, anyways... Actually, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if it was someone other than Brock. Um. Anyways, like you want to make a star out of somebody, do that. Um, yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, anyways, back to the action here. Owens takes off Kofi's brand new Jordans, some Jordan 33s, bright red. They look great. They look awesome. And it's like tosses them to the uh, announce table area. Hopefully one didn't go in the crowd or if it did, someone would nice enough to return it to Kofi because I'm sure those shoes aren't cheap. Uh, he goes up to the top rope, goes for a, a swanton, Kofi gets his knees up. Um, Boy, that looked rough. Too. Yeah, that always looks rough, man. I don't know how those guys do that. And then hits Trouble in Paradise for the win. Mm-hmm, yeah. That he looks, successfully yeah. retains. Really cool match. Mm-hmm. Really cool match. Mm-hmm. Told a good story. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had, uh, finally, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. This was, like we already said, tons of fun. All sorts of great spots. With Andrade, Mustafa Man, Ali, Ricochet, Finn took a beating. Finn took a couple of he. So that there was that one spot with the sunset flip. So Finn's on one side of the ladder, Andrade's on the other. There's a ladder that was set up parallel right here yeah. between the rope and the ladder rung, and Andrade flips over sunset flip and hits Finn with the power bomb on the way down. And like the the ladder sort of collapsed a little bit and bounced. Yeah. So I'm thinking that took a lot, but regardless, he's gonna wake up hurting tomorrow. Oh, because there was that. Uh, yeah, there was like three. Baron choke slammed Finn right like right into the the top corner of the ladder. And this is all after Randy Orton had already. I think Finn was one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Did the belly to back on the table? Yeah. Yeah. And then Drew suplexed Finn onto a ladder. Yes. And then Slant did the reverse Alabama slam with Andrade onto Finn. Yeah. While he was still on the ladder. So Finn took a took a took a he beating. He took a beating. But that sunset flip spot was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there's this cool bit where uh uh Orton is setting up Baron for an RKO. He does the voices in my head thing. He gets up, Baron pushes Randy into Drew, Drew hits Claymore for the first part of this match. 
Corbin, Drew, same page. Mm-hmm. They are working in synergy. So but this, it didn't take long before. No, well, no. The half match through. Yeah. So, but, like, there's points where someone set the ladder up in the middle of the ring. They try to go up at either Drew or Baron to be in there, fight him off, or mutually or, or, or together. And then as soon as they they could, they take that ladder out from right underneath the, the briefcase, move it to the side of the mm-hmm. ring so yep. no one can climb up easily. Yep. Uh, speaking of ladders in, in, in the middle of the ring, there's two of them set up. One, Mustafa was climbing. The other one set up by Andrade. Yeah. Spanish fly off oh, the ladder. Oh, that was cool. Um, and then Corbin chokeslam Ali through the Spanish announce table. And that's when he swerved Drew. That was a killer chokeslam, yeah, too. Yeah, man. Because Mustafa Ali, he jumped super he high. He sold the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, Baron then tossed Drew over the barricade so that he could win. Yeah, he tries to win. He doesn't. He chokeslams Finn onto the ladder. I mentioned that. Uh, Ricochet goes for a suicide dive. Baron catches him and transitions instantly into a deep six. But by that time, Drew was lying in wait. Lays out Baron with Claymore. Uh, back in the ring, I mentioned uh, Drew suplexing Finn the ladder. Then follow that with the Alabama slam with Andrade onto him. Um, and then earlier on the match, Drew set up a, a huge ladder and set up with one end on the apron, other end on the announce table. He just throws Ricochet through it. Mm-hmm. He uh, Drew gets back in the ring, starts to climb the ladder. Randall Orton comes in, uh, pulls him off the ladder. One f- fluid motion, hits an RKO. And then Corbin tosses Orton out of the ring. He starts to climb the ladder. Ali gets in there. He climbs up and basically over Baron. Yeah, he sort of uses Baron as ladder. He kicks him off a little bit. They eventually tumble down to the, the mat. And then uh, Ali hits a uh, uh, Hurricane Rana, sending him out both outside. He gets back in the ring. He climbs up the ladder. He's at the top. He's reaching for the briefcase. People are just like, oh, man, there's nobody left. He is going to win this thing. Yeah, there's Brock Lesnar left. Hey, he was running, though. Yeah, there was urgency, at least. There was urgency. He ran out there. He, like, tossed one ladder on a camera guy, another ladder over. He gets in there. Tosses Ali's Mustafa's ladder over. Mm-hmm. So I know it's kind of, and people, I've seen some people uh, kind of uh, bring this up, that Mustafa Ali's up there. He's at the top of the ladder. You mentioned this during the show. Like, just pull the briefcase off before Brock gets to the ring. Like, I don't know why they insist on waiting for that. I get, like, the image is dramatic where Ali's at the top of the ladder trying to get the, the thing. And he had, they didn't go for the close-up even of him realizing the situation he's in. He still got the long shot and then cut to the ramp. But, like, what if he's starting to climb up the ladder, then the music hits, and he has a realization is, oh, shit, I need to scramble up this ladder and get this briefcase ASAP. So there's a tradition in Money in the Bank matches where at some point somebody's got to bat it like they're a cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was that because, yeah, they, they did. As Brock was coming down, you did catch a long shot. And he's doing that. He's just sort of it's just like flinging all he's like, like all of a sudden his fingers don't work and he can't he's, bend them. He's like the penguin. Yeah, He's the penguin. He's doing this. And he's, or he's batting wearing, around he's wearing like, mittens. I know it's just silly. But no, I understand they're trying to go for the shot of him on the verge of victory only to have Brock come out. I don't know. I thought it'd be more powerful. I think he'd actually do some interesting camera work where he's the shot of him just like slowly pulling himself off up the ladder after sending Baron on the outside, looking around, realizing there's nobody else there. You should have gone to like a pre-film segment. Yes, exactly. They <laughs> uh, should have made it in 2K19. Maybe make it up one rung slowly, have his music hits. Yeah. Brock's music hit and say, oh shit, I got to climb here. And then have him hurry. Yeah. To get up there. Yeah. Uh, something different, a little more interesting. Anyways. Yeah. I like when they're a kitty cat and they're playing with the ball. Like of the ball of yarn up there, yeah. They look at it and they don't have it. But regardless, <laughs> regardless of how they photographed it, Brock's Mr. Money in the Bank. He gets up there. You can tell he doesn't like being at the top of that ladder. He gets that briefcase. But then he sits up there. He seems pretty comfortable. At that yeah, point. yeah. He just didn't like being you're vulnerable when you're doing this and you only have like one rung above. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so he got it down. And then when he sat up there, he just started like mocking the audience. He just wanted to be throwing up middle fingers to everybody. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Or showing off the paycheck he just got backstage. Yeah, with all the zeros at the end of it. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely unexpected. People were pissed off. Maybe that's the reaction Vince wants. Nobody, I, you know, I don't know. Here's the thing that was about Vince. So he wants these, excuse me, shocking moments. I just felt like that moment was worthy of a burp. Yeah. Brock winning. Yeah. So he wants these shocking moments knowing, I would assume, that the crowd is not going to be happy about it. Yeah. So the crowd is booing that 
he probably thinks, oh, this is heel, this is heel heat for Brock. Problem is, it's not heel heat for Brock. That's people booing the decision making process of Vince. And maybe not exclusively, but I think a large portion of people is like, oh gosh, we we'll deal with Brock again, really? And not in terms of like, oh, we don't want to see Brock. We're tired of Vince bringing Brock out, nonetheless. So Vince does this. There's a portion, solid portion of the audience that's probably thinking, gosh, we don't want Brock out here. Damn you, Vince. And then, and then if what dude that called him the Wade Keller show is true, that Sammy, even though I've heard that disputed, that Sammy's character is his is Sammy's creation. Um, if Vince has any hand in in coaching Sammy's promos, uh, telling people to essentially sit down, shut up, and enjoy the show I put before you. Like he's just—is he just really that out of the loop? Is he? Does he have? Does well, he have yeah, no comprehension? I know he is, is to an extent, but he does he have is. no comprehension that there's essentially company heat? That he has people booing and he thinks, "Oh, this is great." There's all sorts of heel heat on Lesnar, and it's not all for Brock. It's, I just feel like a lot of it's like people are just fed up with Brock being trotted out there. I I I don't know. I mean, are we? Yeah. Uh, and I also kind of, I, I actually kind of agree with you that a lot of the, a lot of the booze we saw in the arena tonight were in fact, we're kind of tired of seeing this cause it was just like, Oh, we thought we were done with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because if it was any, if it, even if it was a bad game, it was a heel that came back. If it was, even if it was like John Cena, who like has been shoved down our throats endlessly? People would have people pop for for surprises almost across the board, depending like regardless of who it is coming out. Mm-hmm. When they boo Brock Lesnar, which was a massive surprise, nobody saw that coming. No, we didn't hear anything about that. No, nothing. When and even in the the betting odds, Drew McIntyre was favored to win mm-hmm. as of yesterday. So Brock comes running out, and they're already booing that. That's pretty shocking. Like any usually any surprise will get cheers mm-hmm. regardless of who it is. This is Brock and they were booing the crap out of him and it did I kind of agree that it probably was I I generally don't like to say oh they're booing because of this or because of that. Yeah, the common sense kind of tells me I I don't think they were booing because they don't like Brock. I yeah like surprises across the board. I mean, it, 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 it's it, cash-ins. If it's a bad guy, they don't care. If the bad guy does a, a successful cash-in. People like to see exciting stuff, and that's they love exciting. It. They love yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. They like surprises. Yeah. yeah like, they like seeing hi- history happen, exciting stuff, and whatnot. Yeah. This wasn't exciting. You just see Brock and I was like, oh, gosh, we have to go through this again. Yeah. It was surprising, though. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's I don't know. There's there is a part of me. There is a part of me who, I mean, I, I Mustafa winning would have been fantastic. It would have been great. Drew would have been predictable. We both chose that because it seemed like the safe choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been predictable. There's a part of me that appreciates this on the level of it being unpredictable, but it, it's it's. It's unpredictable, but it's not an inspiring bit of unpredictability. I think it just it just smacks of further desperation. Oh, totally. I mean, I hate I honestly I hate putting that way because it's like but when the when the WWE when they have like a bounty of of things happening and things are really exciting and stuff and then they bring Brock in to sort of to as as a complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. But once again, he's fighting for the end. I mean, we're not going to be watching the 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 Saudi show and that's probably where he's going to be doing it. But uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, the way they booked that last Saudi show, it was fairly. It was a fairly consequential show. I mean, they used it to, at the very least, they used it to launch the Shane Miz storyline, which they still reference the best in the world stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're not shy about promoting the the, the like the stories that happen. At, yeah, yeah. It, it's not just a glorified house show. No, it no, is. No, I think they're they're making a point of making it storyline wise consequential. And totally. it seems like if they're going to unveil a belt using Mick Foley, and it is related to the to the Saudi thing. That title's going to be around for, it's going to be a thing yeah. somehow, some yeah, way. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. Hopefully it is, they have the match in Saudi, in Saudi Arabia and, uh, Seth wins. That's that. And then that's that. But I don't know. I mean, I think that here, here's the thing. 
if Brock shows up tomorrow, is there a basketball game tomorrow? Yeah, Golden State's tomorrow, right? Yeah. In game four, yeah. I don't know how the, what their metrics are for ratings, but if Brock shows up and there's a big showdown and he, he announces I'm going to cash the Senate money in the bank, or maybe Paul Heyman's going to say, we don't even need to do this, and in which case he could cash in on Kobe. I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, though, if Paul says he shows up, Ron, Ron does that, it's like, we do you, do you even need to do this. We have justification to get a, a title match. A match, yeah. Then why the hell would you bother putting that briefcase on Brock Lesnar then? Oh, I'm saying in that scenario to do no, what I the tweet said. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, because Brock wants both titles and that's how you do it. You know, which I'm not, look, I'll be honest. I'm not convinced that would be a bad idea. Because Brock, if Brock Lesnar can bring in ratings by doing something so kind of big dealish, then I mean, who's to blame Vince? I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because I'm saying it's not anything I would like to see. I don't, I don't know if a lot of, just based on the reaction of this, him winning this, I feel like it's a, th- a thing not a lot of people would want to see. Well, the proof will be in the ratings. Yes, totally. That, the proof is going to be in the ratings. And if, if, they, if they tune in, then mission accomplished. If not, um, I don't know, man. Then, I don't know. Then time to hit the reset button. Yeah, they got to do something. Yeah. I mean, they really do. They need to. We've talked about it. We, we talked about it yesterday on Count Out. You can watch that right now. 10 things Vince can do to fix up. You know what? Oddly, one of those things was not. You know we forgot to put on there? Mm. Have Brock Lesnar win money in the bank. Why didn't we think about that as a way to fix WWE? Because in my mind, that's not a way to fix anything. Smart guy. <laughs> not a way to fix a damn thing, Steve. All right. Anyways. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Do you think Brock Lesnar, Money in the Bank winner, good idea, bad idea? I know what your answer is going to be. It's going to be a bad idea. Yeah. Anyways, thanks so much. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.